Hi there, welcome to the Fearless Lady Podcast. I am your host, the Fearless Lady, Charlene Light. When I turned 40, I decided to create a really fun challenge for myself by stepping into my fears 40 different ways. I tackled fears around aging, going after my dreams, and even finding true love. This podcast is about that journey and how it transformed my life and how you can start looking at your fear as an invitation to step into your worth, invite more freedom, joy, and fun back into your life. Life can be an adventure. Live the life of your dreams. Well, hello there. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of The Fearless Lady. I took a little break last week because as most of us around the world, we are in quarantine mode due to this coronavirus. And it's been, um, sorry, there's an airplane that's flying over. Uh, it's been it's been quite interesting. I, you know, I've been going live on Instagram and teaching yoga classes, and it's been so wonderful to connect to so much of my New York family. Um, I've even had people reach out from like one of my very first classes I ever taught in New York, finding me. Um, and then I post, you know, once I do it live, I actually um, upload it onto YouTube. So all of that is available for you. And I'm just asking for donations or whatever you can afford. I know some of you at this time aren't working. So if that's an issue, you don't have to worry about it. I would just rather you, um, I would rather share my offerings. Um, But for those of you that have been donating, I want to say thank you so much. It really, really does help. Um, So I've been in this weird kind of bubble feeling super creative and and really kind of... uh, excited by this opportunity to now open up this new stream of income, you know, doing everything virtually, doing everything online. So I've been having, you know, all kinds of feelings because, um, in a lot of ways, you know, my business and what I'm doing is, is really, um, thriving right now. And I am very grateful for that because I understand that's not everybody's situation right now. And, you know, I went through all all of the emotions in the beginning, you know, feeling like, um, you know, what does this mean for somebody like me? And But then it kind of opened the door to getting really creative and asking myself, well, what can I do to share my offerings and to open up this new, you know, stream of income, which has been fabulous. Um, I'm also, you know, postponing my yoga retreat to the South of France, obviously. I'm looking towards August, um, but I'm waiting to hear back on that. And, you know, just really, I've decided to just turn off the television. Um, I feel more inspired when I am um, really utilizing my creative brain. So I wake up in the morning, I listen to music, I cook breakfast, I listen to podcasts. I've been reading a lot. I'm currently reading Glennon Doyle's new book, um, Untamed, which is fabulous. And then I'm also reading a book on attachment theory, which is really interesting. I'm also doing my own self-development workshops that I'm a part of this, um, this um, beautiful community 
called To Be Magnetic by Lacey Phillips. If you're interested in manifestation and understanding her energetics and her philosophy on how to manifest, um, it's really fascinating doing that. I've been FaceTiming with friends, connecting with friends, reaching out, being of service as much as I can. And the great thing for me too is I'm, you know, I'm a student of life. So I'm constantly taking everybody else's yoga classes, especially my favorite teachers online um, at Laughing Lotus, which you should check them out as well. New York. I'm about to take a yoga class in, from Paris tomorrow morning um, from a studio that I visited when I was there. So it's, and I'm also, you know, singing a lot more and I've been learning new music. Um, one of my favorite artists, James Bay, he's been giving us guitar lessons, like teaching us some of his songs, um, you know, via Instagram as well. So there's this really wonderful opportunity of virtual connection right now and since we're all trying to do the best that we can um it's been so wonderful to kind of tap into all of that because you know i have a lot of freedom right now i mean we all do right it's like we're forced to stay at home so you know, like can look, I mean, obviously I'm not married. I don't have children. I don't even have a dog. So I'm really, I'm really just myself and I can, and I'm not, I don't want to apologize for that either. I was about to apologize just a moment ago, but I'm not going to apologize for that. This is my life. These are my choices and I stand by them and this is who I am. And I'm very fortunate and I love my home. I finally have a home on my own, which was like the best feeling in the world to get to do whatever I want, cook whatever I want. I do my daily walks every day. Um, I check in with people and I'm just mostly, I'm meditating a lot. Um, and I'm really just, and I'm taking baths. I'm just taking care of myself, you know, in all the ways that I know how to, which is so great. And there's so much available out there, so many tools, so many teachers, so many, you know, ways to get involved and nourish yourself. You know, this is a wonderful, I mean, I know it's, I hate to say it, but in some ways, it's like we're all giving, given this opportunity of time, right? Which is the most precious resource. And during this time, we can utilize it as any way that we want. You know, we can carve out 15 minutes a day for meditation. We can take inventory on what wasn't working for us, you know, before this whole situation happened. We can you know, dive into new books and, and reach out to people we haven't spoken to in a while. Like it's a beautiful time to reset, um, you know, as long as you're healthy and you're safe and you're able to. And, you know, there is, you know, also government assistance. I mean, the fact that I can apply for unemployment, the fact that I can, you know, reach out and, um, you know, rent, you know, they're, they're delaying, you know, Certain things where, I mean, obviously you have to pay once all of this gets taken care of, but there's opportunity and there's assistance and there's help. And I think that's really important to know that. Um, so having said that, I, um, I've been just really utilizing this time in a really positive way and been feeling really good um, because it's allowing me to think outside the box and, you know, what do I want to create? What do I want to build? And, and I'm asking you that same question, you know, like, what do you want your life to look like once this is, once this is all taken care of or all done, or hopefully we're all healthy, you know, what do you want for yourself, you know, and, and how can you start to build that every day, little by little, um, 
and I've said this before many times, but we really are our best teachers. We really know our own truth. So it's important to sit in meditation to, you know, even if it's a few minutes a day and ask ourselves those questions and then be ready to hear those answers, be available to, you know, journal it out or to even do a voice memo. I'm a big fan of voice memos. I do it all the time. Um, Clearly, communication is my uh, is how I is how I process things by speaking it out, you know. So it's not just in my head, and uh, I just find this time really, really valuable um, to for me because there was a definite, um, you know, prior to this, I was definitely wanting to pivot and do so many other things, and so now I'm just like, boom, I'm just doing it. <laughs> You know, I'm not uh, second guessing anything, which has been so great, you know. Um, so to really utilize this time as best as you know how. And um, so, yeah, so that's that's where I've been. And I hope everybody listening to this is safe and healthy and is taking care of themselves in the best way that they know how. So let's go ahead and get back into my fearless journey. We are on day 15, and I should add that by day 15, I was feeling a little strange. Um, I wish there was a better word that I can use, but let me just give you an example. Like I mentioned, you know, I was starting to realize that by the, you know, the beginning of my days, I would think of something to do, I would do it, have a blast, and by the end of my days, I would walk into my apartment and I would just feel like I wanted to cry, and I didn't understand that. Um, and now having some distance from it, what I really realized w- was happening was, I, you know, when you step into fear and you do something you never thought you would, or you're feeling all those emotions, um, and you do that thing, there's this, uh, you know, immediate adrenaline rush, which I was feeling, but then it has to fall, right? Because you have to fill up again. So I was doing it every day. So having the cycle of filling up, feeling great, and then boom, having it crash down was starting to really wear on me. So by day 15, I remember walking around and feeling like, you know, what the hell am I going to do today? Like, it just felt like, how can I top, you know, what I've been doing? And um, at that point, you know, when you turn 40 as a woman, you have to get your first mammogram. And I had, I had went to go from a mammogram, um, I think a few months before. And I remember being in the waiting room and feeling just so nervous, um, nervous for, you know, like, what if I, I mean, I just didn't know, you know, I am somebody that has big breasts and I had always, um, usually like I'll get a mammogram or usually, no, what happened was I, when I was in my twenties, I had a little bit of a scare just in the, in the sense where I went to my regular checkup, my OBGYN, and she felt a little lump and she was like, I want to take a biopsy of this. It's probably nothing, but I just want to see. So I remember going back and she had to do it. Then you have to wait for the results and all that process. You're just so in this state of like, what if, you know, what if they find something? Oh my God. I remember I did not tell anyone about it because I didn't want to freak anyone out. And I just wanted to stay calm, you know? So it turned out to be nothing and everything was fine. But that was every time since then, I have to say, I, wa- I would feel like, what if it happens again? You know, just, just a mild little fear, right? So here I am 
I went to go get my mammogram for the first time. I'm in this huge waiting room with all these other women. I don't know what's going on because I had never really had one before. Like I said, the previous one was just like a somebody, my doctor just checked my breasts with her fingers and then did a biopsy. But um, so I didn't know what was going on. I walk in and if you don't, if you've never had a mammogram before, the actual machine looks like it was built in like the 1850s. Like it's so archaic. It's enormous. It's, and you're like, what is going on? Like, do I have to step into this thing? Like, so they literally take your breast and they squish it between two like plates of not even glass, but like plastic. And then they say to you over and over and over again, just relax, just relax, just relax. Well, number one, Anybody who tells me to relax, first of all, my adrenaline is like going off the charts because I don't know what the hell is going on. Number two, you're squeezing and really hurting me, right? You're hurting my breast because you're trying to press those two things as tightly as you can. And then you, and then this is the worst. They tell you don't breathe <laughs> so they can take a damn picture. So all of this is happening, right? And I'm just like, I'm in a space of like, what is going on? How am I going to get out of this? How long do I have to stay with this? So they do that multiple times. They want to get different angles of your breast. You have two breasts, so they got to do it on the other side, right? So it's this whole process. The whole time, the woman to me was just the opposite of calm. She was just like trying to get things going and she kept telling me just to relax. And I'm thinking, lady, stop. Like that's not helping, you know? Um, and, and then I left and I remember my heart was just racing, you know, because I had been through this like experience and I was just like, God, you know, this is so crazy. We have to go through this and be told just to relax. I was like, it's just insane. So I left and I had that in my mind. So day 15, as I was thinking about what I should do, I thought, you know, what if I walked into like, let's say Planned Parenthood and I offered a meditation? Because one of the things that I feel I'm really good at is, is being calm. Um, even though you may not <laughs> notice I'm freaking out, I definitely, my kind of natural state of being is calm. You know, and that could be just after years of teaching as a yoga teacher. But I really think even before I was a yoga teacher, I've always had this ability to remain calm in the midst of a lot of chaos. I think that's just part of my personality. So having been trained as a yoga teacher and meditation and all that, all that, I really was like, what can I do to be of service? And I thought, what if I walked into Plant Parenthood, which is also so chaotic because before... I had insurance. I didn't have insurance when I was just, um, when I first started, um, when I was a, just becoming, you know, just an artist in New York City, I would get my um, yearly checkups at Planned Parenthood. And I remember being so nervous in that waiting room because it's just like chaos. It's just so many people. You got to wait a really long time. Um, but, you know, it, Planned Parenthood is a great um, resource for those of us who didn't have insurance or don't have insurance or have limited funds and that kind of thing. So I thought, what if I just walked in and decided to give the waiting room a meditation to help calm or ease the nerves of those patients. I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. That's going to be my fearless act, right? And it sounded crazy. It just sounded absurd. But again, I was getting used to, I was training a muscle in my, my brain, which is like the very first thought, I'm going to go with it. I'm not going to, I mean, I still had that resistance or all of the negative thoughts around like, you're crazy. This isn't going to work. Who do you think you are? 
But I just, that was my fear. It was just like, I'm going to go right through and I'm going to listen to that voice and I'm going to walk into Planned Parenthood and and I'm going to do it. So um, I just want to read you what I wrote and then I'll go into detail about what happened. So here we go. I have a lot of ideas. Some of them are great and some of them fall flat, but I'll never know if one is great until I try it out. So I was inspired by this idea After I went for my first mammogram yesterday, when you turn 40, you're required to get this x-ray every year as a screener for breast cancer. As I was in the waiting room, feeling uncomfortable and nervous, I noticed all the other women around me, checking their phones, watching their clot, watching their clocks, etc. I thought, wouldn't it be great if someone offered a meditation or collectively got us to relax our bodies, our minds? Wait, I can do that. But I didn't act on that urge until today. I chose Planned Parenthood because I used to go there when I first moved to New York and didn't have health insurance. I remember how nerve-wracking it was to wait there, not knowing what doctor you would get and all and the crowds of women coming in and out. So having some time before my next class, I walked into the Soho location. Here I am again, nerves high, heart racing, and the biggest and loudest voice in my head was, will they even let me do this? I take a look at the waiting area. Some women were filling out paperwork, others others were deep in thought. Maybe this isn't such a good idea. I thought the best, most rational thing to do was to ask permission by security. Hi, I just wanted to offer a five to 10 minutes uh, yoga meditation uh, to the women waiting here just to calm the nerves. Would that be okay? No, this is a clinic, he barked. Do you have an appointment? I shook my head, no. He looked surprised. The exit is behind you, you need to leave. I felt rejected and a bit emotional. But one thing I've learned about being fearless is that I may not always get the outcome I want, but it won't stop me from trying. So it's interesting. That's exactly sort of what happened when I decided to go in. I saw just all kinds of women or all kinds of everything all over the place in that waiting room. And I was so scared. I mean, and this is where the fear started to really show up in my body. My heart was racing. I felt like I was shaking. Um, So God knows like what kind of energy I was giving off, like, you know, in terms of why would I be somebody that could actually offer calmness in the midst of my own fear, right? So I, when I went up to the security guard, I think it was like, you know, please give me permission because I just couldn't imagine like waving my hand and being like, hey, everyone, listen to me. Like it just seemed so absurd and like nobody would listen. So when I asked him, I'm sure my voice was like trembling, like, you know, uh, you think I could do this? And I'm sure he probably thought I was crazy. And, you know, God knows like how many people, random people walk into Planned Parenthood to do like really horrible things. So I think, you know, it made sense that he was, he would be like, uh, no, you need to leave. Like, what are you doing here? But I will say that the reaction that I had, excuse me, was I started to cry Um, because again, like underneath that initial fear lied a story of rejection and it didn't even matter what the scenario was. I was now in that space of feeling rejected by doing something that felt so pure. So it wasn't like the act of me walking in and doing something that felt so full of love and then being rejected, that's why I had that reaction because I was feeling like, oh, see, you really, 
shouldn't put your heart out there. You really shouldn't act on your instinct. You really shouldn't do that because look at the reaction you get over and over and over again. That's the ego. That's the negative voice, right? And so I had to stay in that for a little bit and I felt really foolish and I felt like, you know, like this was um, a stupid idea. That was a voice that always came up for me. Um, And then I also realized that this particular fearless act was attached to a previous act that I did. Um, One of the scariest things that I've ever done in my life was um, I had mentioned that I got mugged. um, And and then I had mentioned that that was like this beautiful awakening and really opened me up to my spiritual path, my spiritual journey. And it took about, you know, three, four months. And at the time I... I was waiting to hear back from this big music manager at the time to hear if he was going to hire me to be his receptionist. I know it sounds crazy, but I'll, I'll, I'll just give you the little backstory, which is that I was working at the front desk of the sports club LA at the time. A member had mentioned to me that he knew this big manager. He wanted to put us in touch because he was looking for a receptionist. I thought that's really weird. I don't want to be receptionist. I actually want to be an artist, but he thought it would be a good in, you know, blah, 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 blah. I met with the guy. Turns out I really had a connection with him. And long story short, he wanted, he kept saying he wanted to hire me to be his receptionist and it could open the doors to blah, 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 blah. Right. So I'm just trying to hang on to something. I was just feeling so low at that point. And then I got mugged and I had that whole experience and I'm just really surrendering, surrendering. And then one day I thought, you know what? I'm tired of waiting for this asshole to get back to me. For what? For a goddamn receptionist job? I didn't move here to be a receptionist. I moved here to be a fucking artist, you know? So I decided to show up to his office unexpected. And I remember I wore the same shoes that I was wearing the night that I got mugged to kind of remind me, to kind of give me that extra oomph, like go fucking get the thing that you want. Like, don't be afraid anymore. Like, what if you really asked for it, you know? So I walked into this manager's office. I said to the reception, I want to meet. And I said his name, you know, is he available? Hold on. She calls him. I hear him. He says, yeah, sure. Bring her up. I go into his little waiting room. I have never been that nervous in my life. I mean, to the point where I don't even think I had full feeling in my body. It was like every part of my body from head to toe was like buzzing. I felt like I had to go to the bathroom. I felt like I had diarrhea. I felt like I wanted to throw up. I mean, all the things you can imagine because I've never done this before ever in my life. Have I ever just waltzed right in and said the thing that I wanted to say to someone powerful enough to actually make a difference in my life, you know, or so I thought. So he walks in and I say, and he's like, hi, you know, were we supposed to, uh, you know, meet today? And I was like, no, you know, I was still waiting for you to get back to me. And he's like, oh, and I'm like, you know, I didn't move here to be a receptionist. I came here to be an artist and I want you to help me. And then I saw his eyes kind of shift to the floor, like, oh shit, you know, or who knows what he was thinking, but I didn't care. I went right in there. I'm like, you know, I don't even know if you've heard my music, but I am too talented to be sitting behind a desk and I don't even believe in coincidences. I believe that this was meant to be and I want you to hear my music. And he was like, okay. So we walk over to his office. I had a CD at the time because this is back when we did not have everything on digital. I had him put the CD in. And uh, he listened, 
and I can see his like toe tapping, you know, and, um, and then he's like, it's good. And I was like, thank you. He's like, and I'm like, you know, I have a show on Friday and I want you to come. Like I was just fucking like going there. I was like, if I'm here, I mean, I'm going there, like making demands, making commands. I didn't give a shit, you know, it's like, I have his attention. Why not say what I want, you know? And uh, he's like, okay, where is it? He took down the address, okay. And then he's like, all right, well, thank you. And I was like, he's like, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming by, he said. And I'm like, well, I'll keep coming. And he's like, no, there's no need. And I was like, okay, well, I will see you tomorrow. I'll see you on Friday, I think I said. And I left and I was soaring. I swear to you, I think I was flying out the door. I never felt that kind of, elation where you truly like every part of me, I felt like God was lifting me up to the heavens and they were all applauding for me like finally 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 you did it you said it you you did the hardest thing was just like you fucking like gave yourself this moment of like I deserve this I'm talented I'm worthy I am worthy like, think about that. When was the last time you felt worthy in every cell of your being? I, I mean, I think about that now, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm reinvigorated because I remember how fucking good it felt and how we just need more moments like that. You know, over and over and over again, the world, people in our lives, they just, we get brought back down so much so that we forget who we are. We forget why we came here. We forget what our purpose is. We forget our dreams. They get diluted, you know, because people tell us, you know, because people are walking around telling us about their disappointments and we're taking it in. And for that, you know, however long, however, I mean, who the knows how long it took me to utter those words, but I remember that is the moment that woke me up to my life again. That's what got me out of, you know, that sadness and that despair was taking that action step, that huge action step. And that was enough. So cut to that Friday night on my show and he didn't come. And I had to sit with that. And I had to say, it's okay. You know, what I did was enough and that's going to propel me to the next thing and to the next thing and to you know, not let it be a story of that he didn't come, but let it be a story of the day that I fucking stepped into my worth for the first fucking time in my life. And I tend to cuss a lot when I get really <laughs> excited um, because it just feels so goddamn good. You know what I mean? When you're just like, ah, like, Ugh. if I tell you all the people that he managed, like your, your jaw would drop, but I'm not even going to go there. So I... I let it be that story. So cut to me walking into Planned Parenthood, you can understand the depth of the fear that I felt because here I was about to go into uncharted territories again and, and do something that, again, was just such a pure-hearted intention to walk in and to do something that I felt was, was me and then to be shut down. Um, you know, I... I had to feel the rejection again, you know, the layers upon layers upon layers of 
feeling like I had done that many, many times before. But the difference, the difference was, is you'll see as the journey continues, I, I kept going back. (laughs) I pursued until I got a no. And what's interesting with that manager, I also went back. I went back. He didn't see me. I followed up again. And then I kind of just let it go because I thought, okay, well, maybe it's not just about him and I just need to keep continuing to knock on more people's doors and put myself out there. Um, And that's really what it takes, in my opinion, to keep, to be successful. And, you know, I don't know if, you know, at the time, you know, I waver with self-worth. I mean, God, don't we all, right? But I mean, I really waver with feeling really in my worth and my power and then it's sliding and then going back and forth and back and forth. And one of the workshops that I'm working on through, I told you, um, the manifestation, it's all about you stepping up your self-worth to meet the thing that you're calling in and then the universe will manifest it for you or you will call it in, right? And what I was doing with this fearless journey was unblocking a bunch of shit. I mean, that's clearly what I was doing and that's why I was having these like roller coaster emotions every single day. So you'll see, um, and I'll talk about this a little bit further, how I started to manifest things that just with like a fleeting thought in my mind, all of a sudden would manifest. And it was crazy. And that scared me a little bit because I didn't understand what was going on, but I knew something was shifting big time. And I knew that, um, but at the time I didn't have the tools or their understanding or any teachers at that point to really hold on to. I was just kind of trying this all out. It was all in a big experiment, you know? And, uh, but now looking back, having the tools and the understanding and the language, um, it all makes sense to me. And then it makes sense why certain things manifested and certain things didn't. And I'll talk further about that, um, as we go along, but, um, but just taking a moment thinking about that day, when I felt so worthy, when I, you know, it's funny because we get, we can get into these low, you know, very like depressed states and it's really through action that gets us out of it. You know, I mean, it's little by little, little action steps, even if it's just, you know, um, a meditation or talking to a friend, but it's those, it's those moments of like, stepping into our fear or doing something that's like, that really creates so, so much magnetism where you feel so powerful, so alive. And then you've got like 5,000 other ideas in your head. It all just floods through. It's like, it's like the universe was just waiting for you to do it. And then it's like, boom. And then you've got this like massive, like, like I just felt so big, so large, and even just talking about it. Like I hope you feel that energy. I hope it let. I hope it's like, you know, speaking to you in the, wherever you're listening to this. Like to inspire you that it's the action steps that creates our our world. It's like that's how we co-create. And just thinking about something isn't going to do anything. But when you take those steps and you step up, and you say this is what I want, and then you do it. That is the kind of thing that actually creates magnetism and it makes you feel good. And people can feel that around you. And I think that energy is so inspiring. And that's why I say this all the time. Like, it's not that I'm the best yoga teacher or even the best um, 
I don't know, singer or songwriter or whatever, but it's like people are responding to the energy that I give off, you know, when they enter my, you know, my classes or be it virtually or even online, it's like you get a sense of who I am. And that's really, that's really what you're responding to, you know? I mean, obviously the other stuff is great as well. Um, but I do think that, and it's not even our words, you know, it's like, you know, when you just walk into a room and you feel the energy is off or something about someone just rubs you the wrong way. And it's not even, it's like you walk into a store and they're like, hi, it's so nice to see you. But you can tell underneath that it's like, it's not real or it's, it seems fake. You know, it's like, we're always responding to the energetics of somebody versus the actual language and what they're saying. Um, so I will just leave this episode with a question to you, which is, you know, what do you want from this time? You know, what is the, the one thing that's like that you feel you can do right now that will give you that sense of worthiness and magnetism? And I would just say, go fucking do it. Go wholeheartedly with all of your heart, trusting that no matter what happens, it's not even about the outcome. It's about you taking those steps over and over and over and showing up in your life the way that feels best for you, you know? And, and that's a big reason why I don't watch the news or television because it's like I don't want any of that in my head right now because I feel like I just want to be ready, ready for when that, you know, to jot down whatever idea or inspiration or whatever it is. Like, I just feel so in this space of like, I'm in co-creation mode. I'm in incubation mode. I'm pregnant with something. Something beautiful is going to be birthed. I mean, it already is, you know, but I would say the same for you. So use this time to dive in, go deeper. You know, what is the one thing that people always complain about is there's not enough time. Now all we have is time. Let's use it. So I want to thank you for tuning into this episode and I will be back next week um, for another wonderful episode to share my journey. And it just, it feels so good even talking about it because I re, I get re-inspired, you know, and that's what it's about. That's what it's about. So I hope this inspires you. And please share with me if it does. Reach out to me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. And thank you so much for listening. I wish you the most love and happiness and health during this time. Thank you. And I'm going to leave you with a song that um, I actually played for that manager. How crazy is that? I have it. It's not recorded anywhere. It's not shared on Spotify or anything. I just did an acoustic version, and it's called Why Don't You Reach For Me.
across the room I've been here before When it gets hard I run for the door But now, now I Why don't you reach for me?